welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are here to talk a little Hanukkah. This is so exciting, and <laughs> yes, uh, we are here to talk uh, Love Lights and Hanukkah, and then we're also talking about one of the Lifetime movies because of the weird way this all got figured out this weekend's coverage, uh, but uh, it's going to be fun, and we're excited to have with us Stacey Agdron again. This is her second year coming on to talk uh, Hanukkah movies, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a blast last year that I absolutely had to come back. Yeah, we're so grateful, and basically what the reason why things got kind of messed up as far as the schedule was because we had you scheduled for next week, but then they moved the, uh, the Hanukkah movie up a week because I think they realized they needed to have it during Hanukkah. Exactly, because <laughs> the last we light the last candle on Thursday night. And yeah. the last day and the holiday ends like Friday at sundown. So like <laughs> having the Hanukkah movie on the day after Hanukkah is finished, like yeah, it didn't thought, but it defeats the purpose in a lot of ways. I I don't think they had thought that one through <laughs> when they had done that. But it was, anyway, it was, everything got all kind of mixed up and and uh, but I, I think the two films we're gonna talk about are a lot of fun and so it worked out perfect. Uh, so we're going to talk about In Love Christmas on Lifetime Channel and Love Lights and Hanukkah on Hallmark Channel. And but first, before we do that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your new or your book, your Hanukkah themed romance book? So, um, hi, my name is Stacey Agron. Yes, um, here, well, you can introduce release. yourself yep. too. <laughs> All good. <laughs> um, on um, October 13th, Two Week Publishing released my debut single title novel called Miracles on the Norris. Um, it's a book that was born out of love for my favorite holiday, but also my love for Hallmark movies. Um, Hallmark movies were a bomb, um, in a period where I needed something desperately to sort of put some, you know, a fuzzy blanket around my brain, if you will. And after watching a lot of the Christmas movies, I wondered what would happen if the characters were Jewish on the holiday that was being celebrated was Hanukkah. So... Miracles and Menorahs is my love letter to um, to all things Hanukkah and all things holiday movie um, with a Hanukkah twist. Mm -hmm. um, small town Hanukkah festival needs to be saved. Our heroine thinks her way of saving it is to get a large menorah to go at the center of town. Um, of course, the leading candidate sculptor who is the grandson of one of the denizens of the town and the Jewish community in the town, believes that the idea of commercializing Hanukkah and the menorah for a festival like the one that the small town has is a horrible idea. Uh -huh. And so they are, they are cross purposes. And the story is about community and family and celebrations and the joy and light of Hanukkah. Yeah, it's really fun. You have uh, hunky Isaac and your sort of disgruntled uh, uh, artisan in there. And uh, did you have somebody in mind when you were thinking about Sarah and Isaac uh, as you were writing? So I didn't necessarily think about like faces so much, but Ryan heard is uh -huh. a musician um and i saw him in concert i want to say as i was writing the book 
and watching him and his watching him play on stage is a treat but like I was thinking about what Isaac looked like and thinking about like how developed his arms would be spending all of this time working with metal and when I saw Ryan Hurd on stage and the way that his arm you know the way that his muscles were developed in his arms I was uh -huh. like okay that's it that's him <laughs> he's also pretty tall like Isaac is um Sarah um I mean Mila Kunis Mia Kirshner could play Sarah um uh -huh. they are you know the idea like one of the things that I sort of wanted for reasons you might possibly be able to tell is I wanted my hair I wanted Sarah to have curly hair and I wanted to like I wanted people to see that on the cover so I was really really thrilled when uh -huh. gave me that on the cover if that makes yeah. sense that's really fun I'm excited and you said book one so are you planning on uh more I am I uh. am of work of editing and revising um, The History of Us, which comes out on June 24th from Thule Publishing as well. It's a summer second chance, well, what I like to call last chance romance between uh -huh. a couple that they were childhood best friends, they were first crushes, they were first loves, and they cannot seem to get it together. Um, she is a museum curator um, sent to get items from the archives of his family's collection for an exhibit that she is putting together, uh, that her boss is putting together so that she could make the exhibit that she wants to, but he does not trust her books. Well, that sounds really fun. We'll have to have you on when you publish that. And uh, we'll put a link down uh, if people want to check out the miracles and menorahs uh, and we'll put one of our affiliate links if you want to use that check it out that would be really fun and uh right now it's only 99 cents on kindle so people there's as a win-win it's exciting like it's, yeah i think I, my sneaking suspicion is that it's going to the sale is going to be available through the end of the holiday but i don't know so mm -hmm. yeah so check out now while you have the chance uh, so that's great. Congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment to get your first book published. And uh, that's great. That's, that's just wonderful. All right. Well, uh, let's cover the Lifetime movie first. How about that? And then we'll end with Love, Lights, and Hanukkah. So In Love Christmas, that, In Love by Christmas, excuse me. So this movie stars Jonna Walsh and Jesse Hutch and Jane Eastwood, who is like the queen of Christmas this year. She's been, in, if you've been watching Lifetime movies, she's been in like four of them. And I, I, I struggle a little bit because I think she's delightful, but she played Mrs. Hammond on Anna Green Gables, who was so mean. And so uh, they basically like had Anne as her slave and <laughs> she was the worst and she could, she barely got out of there. Uh, and uh, she would have nightmares about Mrs. Hammond and, and three sets of twins. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, and so I always struggle with Janie's foot. I want to interview her and like, ask her about 
playing Mrs. Hammond because I'm sure she's had to deal with that all these years later. And that was in 1984 and they still haven't let it go. It's terrible, but she's great. She's, I really liked her in this actually. Yeah, like, and for me, she was one of the, I love the supporting cast in this mm-hmm. movie so mm-hmm. much. I love the inn owner. I love yeah. grandmother and her boyfriend yeah her it was boyfriend, I, like his grandfather i've seen in a bunch of different hallmark yeah. movies yeah. and i loved i feel like he, a lot of times he plays the villain in the mur- murder mysteries yeah i and feel I, like i've seen him a lot of times mm-hmm. andy Leeds is a successful young woman living in sunny miami she's on her way up the corporate ladder in the hotel industry she doesn't get back to her small hometown much but this year, her gram has finally convinced her to come home for Christmas. Mandy has another reason, too. The quaint local inn is for sale, and she wants to acquire it for her company. With her eyes on the prize, Mandy travels back home, but on her way there, she runs into none other than Lucas Menzino, her high school rival. And it turns out he's got his eye on the inn as well. So this is another movie from Lifetime where they have people fighting over property. This is a big thing this year for a lifetime channel we had christmas listing we had uh the um the one about the 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 on main street one we had there's been a bunch like this isn't like you know we've seen this plot line generally before not just like on lifetime and it's it's an interesting plot line too to work with because you've got instant conflict right yeah you've got instant conflict and like (laughs) you know sometimes you you know there's places to go with it and sometimes not and it's kind of lovely to see like um oh god what was like the Rachel Dawson movie from Hallmark last year oh we check into Christmas yes that was like I love the way they worked with that problem and I love how it ended exactly and like it's you know like (laughs) there are so many ways that they could have taken this yeah that's Um, true there is a ton of save the end kind of stories you have the one with um with Allison Sweeney Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordan Bridges and he's the man from the city coming in to yep. take down the small inn you even have with Jesse Hutch let it snow yeah. uh, Candace Cameron Bure uh, yeah. there's a ton it's very popular but the thing that I thought was funny is you have two people very very excited about this inn and there were no other guests at the inn yeah. it, it was <laughs> it was hard for them to like explain like I I loved um I think like two nights ago I saw um the rebroadcast of time for us to come home for Christmas mm-hmm. and so like they they you know in having problems like a whole bunch of people randomly like together like to sort of celebrate one particular evening and that's how they dealt with the problem the in with having problems storyline right and yeah was, that's you true know, and it was a really cool thing to sort of watch them happen watch it mm-hmm. happen um but like I think for me, the problem started earlier, if that makes sense. And yeah, overall, what did you think of this movie? I In, in Love by Christmas. <laughs> I was not in love with it. Too far right. the title. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, this movie was fine. I, I didn't hate it. I was just very average on it. I, I think it got a long way on two pretty likable leads. It had a couple fun things that I haven't really seen that much. Um, it was fine, <laughs> but it wasn't great. I'll, yeah, I'll like, say that. 
they had this one of the things that I kind of thought was a really really missed opportunity was that they were high school rivals but the thing is there wasn't very much of that backstory so like mm. an hour in when he was like I want what's best for you you want to be like no you don't yeah. like you don't even know her like what is this yeah I'll tell you what did what did that dynamic much better is the uh it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Mm-hmm. with Eric Mabius and Trisha Helfner that movie was so funny and yes. the fact that the town was just completely divided half and mm-hmm. half made me laugh. yeah no it was amazing like with, yeah, yeah with the, even with the special coffee drinks and like the yeah yeah that was so like, funny there are so many ways to like work with that dynamic and when you tie it with the burned out character which we've seen before mm-hmm there are better ways for the character to deliver that lesson yeah well and she's not even like burned out she's just she actually loves her she's like i'm good at my job i'm good at doing what i do like i loved her character so much yeah i liked both of them i mean you have jesse catch with his quarantine hair (laughs) what is happening to watch but yeah he's great he's super charming he's such a nice person that it comes a long way with that uh and i kind of had fun with them you know going back and forth in the car and then going to this having this cheese eating competition i wish that we could have seen them pile on that cheese yes that would have been fantastic (laughs) it would have been disgusting but it would have been funny but it would have have, like pulled them it would have sort of built that mystery more between the characters like instead of just seeing that they had cleaned their plates like that would have been funny to have had like a montage or something Mm -hmm. or showing them like eating that cheese because like you have them fall into that chemistry like from the beginning but you but like having that moment of them actually sort of you know trying to best each other like because they're so competitive yeah exactly and it's like like it would have definitely was a missed opportunity to have that backstory sort of come in. Yeah. Well, and it just made me laugh. Like I said, that they're both competing for the same inn that nobody's staying at. funny, But yeah, I love Graham and grandpa and that was so cute. Like we usually, don't get, we usually don't get older love stories like that. It's usually just the younger kids and so that was fun too like oh by the way oh here's my surprise yeah congratulations you're helping me move you know kind of thing exactly (laughs) what did you think of the whole scene when they're stuck in his his, so they moved his grandfather out and they but then they get stuck at this cabin and there's nothing there because all the stuff has just been moved except for they he makes her he's a chef yeah the, he the, makes her a pickle and yes. mustard sandwich that was cute that i have was to cute. say it was cute I cute really and disgusting that. or cute and sounds good yeah it was it was here's here's the thing like chefs have magic like they know flavors <laughs> and foods and stuff and so i mean you know sure like i was absolutely you know if i were you know um if I were that hungry after moving everything in the world and someone like does their best to make a, you know, sandwich out of whatever this, you know, whatever his grandfather has remained in the fridge, I am going to do my best to try it. 
feel like for some weird reason that all of the, those ingredients would just be better eating eaten separately. Like have like three courses, course of bread, course of mustard, course of pickles. <laughs> then having them together for some reason in my brain, that makes it more gross. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm thinking like they're eating hot dog relish. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I think, I don't know if it was a jar of pickles or what it was. I can't remember. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I do like pickles. I can't eat them very much because I have a lot of salt. But uh, but I I do like a good pickle. Yeah. Like, all right. I if it was that. onions, then absolutely not. I'm not eating that. I hate yeah. raw onions. Yeah, same. That would that would not happen. No, yeah. no raw onions. It was pretty cute. I mean, and just kind of cozy. Them being stuck there and everything is is sort of fun. And you also have the whole sequence of of, uh, of Jesse Hutch jamming it out to Silent I Night. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that was that was a little bit strange. I was like, <laughs> I was laughing because it's like I get it. Silent Night is free. We all understand, but like, come on, if somebody is jamming out on their guitar. <laughs> They're not doing it to Silent Night. That's just not going to happen. They're going to, exactly. But, and also like (laughs) in conjunction with like, so at that point, like we'd seen him like create like a sandwich out of, you know, mustard and pickles and seen him like be the one to like make the turnips and all of the other things. And I think for me, that scene with the jamming out was a little too much it was ridiculous i mean i I I guess if you were going if i had to pick a classic christmas carol to jam out to yeah maybe deck the halls that's at least a little bit more like mm, mm, mm. yeah because you've heard people like attempt to make that metal or something i guess like just 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 a moment where like he's you know emo emo sitting like in his room with his guitar i'm just like okay we are trying to like like i guess or like yeah in fairness silent night was written originally for the guitar but not a jamming moment i'm just laughing that was like, so was, funny to me. And I I remember the cross shot of her in her room. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, you either love his food that much or you've got your plugged in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So then the next scene, you have her and her friend and her grandma who are friend. all helping to fantastic. To, to what's that? I love her best. I love that supporting cast. I love her best friend. Mm-hmm. I love her grandmother. I love the storekeeper. Like, you know, I yeah. love, she was really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, as I said, I love that supporting cast. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. The they're, they all renovate the, the main part of the, 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 uh, inn and make it, you know, make it really nice. And, uh, and then he presents his like edgy cutting edge, cutting edge, modern that menu. Was when I was, yeah. Oh my <laughs> like, God. What? Edgy by way of like 1962 when he has, <laughs> when he has chicken cordon bleu and oysters Rockefeller. Those are like <laughs> super old dishes. They're not modern Ooh. in any way. 
Well, also, like, so was his mentality. Like, either right around that point or shortly thereafter, he says the following. And I think that was when I was like, all right, I'm done. Where he says, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I found that's true for everyone, not just guys. And I'm like, you think this is, like, in conjunction with the menu and the biscotti, you think that this is, like, revolutionary? Uh -uh. Yeah. Chicken corn on blue is like the most basic food you could imagine. It's delicious. I enjoy it. I mean, like, maybe if you were going to have like the way to make it modern is if you like deconstructed it somehow and maybe you had like, uh, I don't know, like, like used agar agar to make, to make cordon blue balls or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something like that is modern cooking, not chicken cordon blue and oysters Rockefeller. Yeah, like who's gonna come to an inn in the middle of oh, and that was another issue I had. Where is this town? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? It's like, Christmasville, Christmasville, like, United because, States. Because one of the things that I was sitting there going, like at some point, she was like, Oh, yeah, you know, I'll be home more, I'll be in New York, I'll be go, I'll go to Manhattan. And I'm like, Okay, where are you? Yeah, because it just says local inn, she's coming from Miami. Yeah, she's up there. I don't know if it said it anywhere, but yeah, that was that was because I was just like, you're gonna oysters Rockefeller where? <laughs> like, yeah, it was just gonna not come edgy to in at the middle all. Of nowhere to a nowhere near an ocean. Like, it's honestly the kind of food you would have if you were advertising comfort comfort food classics, not modern mm -hmm. and edgy. Yeah. But anyway, and so then they have this really strange party. She has this weird dress with, I called it the mullet pretty, dress but... because it was like short in front, long in back, <laughs> which I did not like. Um, and then the mean girl, the mean girl yeah, in town was, who hates her. That's like, that was, that was another thing that bothered me immensely. Like uh -huh. that villain had one note, one. That was yeah, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like literally like, even with her, like, is there a cut like there's a like there's a connotation with villains named Ashley right like there's that sort of idea of like Ashley equals villain from like I forget what it was from but like there's there there are those connotations and literally her name was Ashley and it was oh, yeah. no mean girl and I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> and let's let's talk about this girl because not only was she super mean, but she wears a pink dress to a Christmas party. What is with that? I've never heard of that in my life. And <laughs> like, like, is this literally like a, like a, a reference to like girls or something like that? Because yeah, honestly, it was weird. And like, I, she, she, she outs her that she's going to be running this in from far away that she has no plans to actually live there. And this is like horrific to this town. This party is ruined. Uh, everything is all aghast that she would do this. Um, and, uh, and so then we get this strange concert scene with this singer named Ginny Zeal. And I don't know if Ginny Zeal is like, is she someone I'm supposed to know? Is she like, because the, it, no, it I, seemed like the kind of thing that, oh, this is somebody that's famous. Like I understand in a, say, Marie Osmond movie why you might have a long sequence of Marie Osmond singing because 
she's an icon, like hello, or Dolly Parton or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why Ginny Zeal got this long scene of her singing. I I was just like, what? I was already gone by that point. Who is this person? So the logic of this, at this point, like escapes me, but like, you know, like, if there is a point to a concert scene in a movie, that's wonderful. But like, if there is absolutely no point, like you extend, like, why do you, you know, like, why do you extend it? Who is Ginny Z? Please tell me. I, she has no other credits on IMDb. It's her name on the show is Ginny Z. Her name on the, the actress's name is Mariah Campos. Sorry. I, I saw it wrong. Mariah Campos. She has one other credit. Maya Campos. So it was so weird. I don't understand why they had that long song as if she was some kind of famous person. And yeah, if they're going to make a fictional singer, she (laughs) should have been mentioned throughout the movie. Yeah. I, well, there was like a song for Christmas with uh, Becca Tobin, where she's supposed to be famous. Um, Like there've been a bunch of, like this wasn't a Christmas movie. This was... This was the movie that was supposed to be aired last year and then ended oh, up- Oh, 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 Country Heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that yeah. one. Like they did a really great job in creating a fictional singer and then had him perform and had yeah. the heroine right. perform as well. And <laughs> it's possible, like people have done this. Like, like in even like the first of the Blake Shelton movies. Right, oh yeah, that's good. That's another example. So she's so famous, the Ginny Zeal, that she attracts tons of people to come to the, the inn and they get immediately booked through Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then Mandy announces that she's going to actually move closer to home and she is going to run the inn and she hires Lucas as the chef and all is well in the world. And so... <laughs> like I could see like part of the like I understood why he wanted to buy the inn but like he's a chef that's what he does so I could totally yeah. see him like logically as the chef for the inn yeah and I guess if you have Ginny Zeal in your pocket then yeah, what I mean, come on like at the day of apparently it's like knowing Miley Cyrus or something evidently <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I did think that certain parts of this movie were fun. I liked the whole beginning with them on the road. I liked the cheese eating thing. That was fun. I liked them being stuck in that cabin and the pickle and (laughs) mustard sandwich. Uh, but then it also had obviously it's ridiculous parts. The whole party basically didn't work for me. I, 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 I thought they had okay chemistry wasn't like the best but it wasn't the worst um it was fine and so and i liked graham and uh grandpa they were really cute yeah, they and were so i give this movie three stars out of five it i, I do i it to me the the it's just it, it, yeah i'm gonna give it three <laughs> it was Mine fine is- Mine is a DNF, obviously, but oh. I would say like a one. I would give it a two. Two, okay. Two because I stopped watching. Oh, but you like stopped. the other, you didn't see the ending. I stopped. Yeah, I stopped right before the party. Oh, so you didn't even see the party? 
No, I didn't realize that. I missed no, that. It's fine. But yeah, <laughs> no, I saw, the, party. Last, the last thing I saw was like um, her grandmother and the best friend and her like renovating me. And like I got up to oh, the party so and then he made the comment about so you didn't even see the long concert scene. It was so no, long. But I, but if, you, but the thing is like, <laughs> if you are talking, if, if like it comes out of nowhere, it's a problem. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Like, no, it did. It, it absolutely did. And like, it made and no sense. And it's, the thing is like, if you're going to, as I said, like, if you're going to create a fictional singer, you need to build that in from the beginning. Right. Yeah, no, agreed. All right. So then we have Love Lights Hanukkah. That's the main thing we're talking about today. And this movie stars Mia Kirshner, Ben Savage, Mary Lou Henner. And it's uh, as Christina prepares her restaurant for its busiest time of the year. She gets her DNA test revealing that she's Jewish. The discovery leads her to a new family and an unlikely romance over eight nights. Uh, so we had last year had talked about the two, uh, well, three Hanukkah movies, one for Lifetime, two for for Hallmark. And uh, we uh, we particularly liked <clears throat> the double holiday. The other two were not as good. Um, and uh, and then so now we have Love Lights and Hanukkah this year. And uh, compared, what did you think of it overall? And what did you think of comparison to last year's efforts? So I think this is a great bridge movie. Mm -hmm. um, number one, like Mary Lou Henner's performance in this movie as compared to the ancient one. Um, I forget the name of it. Yeah. With, yes, <laughs> yeah. the, the one that we shall yeah, not yeah. Hitched for the holidays. Yes, that one. She is fantastic here, so much better than she was in Hitched for the Holidays. Less frenetic as a character, more mm -hmm. natural. Um, there is, one of, the, one of the other things I love about this movie is how much it uses sort of our heroine's journey as she discovers her heritage and what she wants to do with it as a lens there were um we are getting towards and i'd like when i talk when i use the weight for when i use the word bridge if you compare this movie to last year's there is a fundamentally less amount of christmas in this movie mm -hmm. than last year and you can see the christmas as a background holiday but the main mm -hmm. holiday that's being explored and centered is Hanukkah. Yeah. I can see them moving towards making a Hanukkah movie without Christmas elements next, but I think they needed this bridge to get there. If that makes sense at all. Yeah. I um, liked it. There's a really good article in the Toronto Star, I believe, called <laughs> What Did a Jewish Rom-Com Junkie Think of Hallmark's Love Lights and Hanukkah? And she has a lot of good thoughts. And I thought that she says it kind of what you're saying very well. She says, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie and we'll definitely watch it again when it premieres December 13th. She had seen a screener. This time yeah. with my other half, I think it's a kitschy and light way to introduce him to some of my ancestors' traditions 
with my own personal commentary on how things were done in my family and how yeah. they've changed over the years. And, uh, and so and she's from a mixed tradition family, mixed religion family. So she says, that said, we'll be watching it under the glow of his Christmas tree. So I thought that was cute that she said yeah. that. And, um, and so somebody who admittedly knows very little about Hanukkah, uh, that, yeah, that was, this was really cool to get to, uh, learn a little bit more about it and kind of have one that's more steeped in Hanukkah. Of course, this is part of countdown to Christmas. So they're going to have some Christmas, uh, as part of it, which I think is appropriate, but I, I enjoyed it. I had a few little qualms, little issues we'll talk about, but the um the whole conceit of her finding yeah. out that she's Jewish and kind of looking into that, I, I felt like was an interesting angle to take uh, that, uh, especially so soon after her mother had passed away. Yeah. And one of the things that I didn't like in the movie is I, I, I wasn't crazy about the, how they handled most of the adoption stuff in the film. Yeah, the- um, because... I didn't like the way she kept referring to her mother as her adoptive mother. Mother, like your mother is your mother. Yeah. And the, your mother is the woman who raised you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I understand that you know people have different names for you know people and there probably are some people who refer to their adoptive mother as the adoptive mother. But it seemed I I didn't like it because her mother yeah. had, who she was very close to had a very good relationship, had just died. And for her to immediately go from calling her her mother to calling her adoptive mother, I didn't like it. I, I felt like that, that, didn't, that was, didn't feel authentic to me. Yeah, that was like, it's, it's interesting because like some of the cultural questions that are intrinsic to a lot of this plot line, including the adoption storyline, including like the DNA test, which is controversial at the moment, like mm-hmm. I would have gone a different direction, but I understand in a lot of ways why they made the choices they did in certain aspects. Not mm-hmm. the not that in particular, not the point that you just brought up in particular, but like why it was the biological mother that was mm-hmm. Jewish in a lot of ways, if that makes sense at all. Right. Well, and also when they're talking, she says, I gave my baby up for adoption. And I know that most of the adoption community prefers to use positive language as instead of gave up, refuse, re- prefers to use words like placed yes. or put up or something like that, as opposed mm-hmm. to gave up, that has kind of a negative connotation. Um, and, uh, you know, that's admittedly kind of a nitpick. It's semantics. What are you, you know, words you're going to use? It's certainly not a deal breaker in the movie, but I just wasn't crazy about the whole sort of way the adoption was handled in the story just i felt like it all should have been more emotional there marilyn hunter did have a couple moments where she was crying and and uh, but i don't know like if i found out that i had like a new sister i would freak out and be like oh my gosh wow you know it would be amazing it would be overwhelming and exciting and i don't know i just feel like every everyone's reactions would be so much heightened and find out that your mother had had a whole marriage that you didn't even know about and you're like what like i yeah that was like the sort of the the way that like 
the way that they handled the adoption is all also tied into the like the way that she discovered everything if that makes any sense like the mm-hmm. way that, that all of that was handled is all tied in together and I and I would not have made those choices if that makes sense yeah I and I guess it's not a deal breaker I still overall enjoyed the film um but Very much so. But I, I just, that's, that was my main problem was, yeah, no, like, and, and every time she referred to her mom as her adopted yeah. mom, it kind of cringed. Same. I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. not that's your adopted mom. That's she's like, your mom. <laughs> exactly. She's your mom. She's the, she's, she raised you. Like, yeah, this is why like these traditions of yours are so important to you. Like if all of a sudden she's taken second place, then why do you have that train in your house? Yeah. You know, right. like why is your restaurant filled with all those Christmas things? If that woman who raised you is not important to you. Yeah. And so the Ruth, Mary Lou Henner, Mary Lou Henner's character, she uh, says they're going to have the Hanukkah to remember. And she makes bagels and locks Mm -hmm. and is very excited. And, uh, and then, so, so Ben Savage's character, he is David, he is friend of the family and he was very swoon worthy in this movie and welcome yeah. to hallmark ben savage i'm so glad oh, to have you yeah. here <laughs> like more jewish heroes please yes and i love him i mean i love boy meets world so much i love to see him him and matt cohen play rivals and mm-hmm. like oh yeah know, like that would be fantastic that would be fun and, like, you know like oh gorgeous i th- I think one of the challenges that you have with Hanukkah movies is that Hanukkah is not as important to, from my understanding, my Jewish friends, Hanukkah is not as important a holiday uh, as Christmas is to, to Christians. And so it's hard to make a movie that I think is that is as hardcore Hanukkah seems like. So here's the thing. And this is the thing I've actually been thinking about recently for reasons. Um, right. Hanukkah religiously is not as important as Christmas is. Mm-hmm. Our religious center is the high holidays that takes usually takes place in September and October, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. Those are the central holidays. And then the most important central family gathering holiday is Passover, which takes place in either March or April, depending on how the calendar works. Hanukkah for whatever reason and for a lot of reasons is what I like to think of as a holiday of identity. Mm -hmm. You know, like customarily you put the menorah in the window, customarily like, and as a result, culturally, it is a time to announce to the world for five minutes that you're Jewish and you matter. Yeah. You know, hence, hence the hat, hence like all of this stuff, mm-hmm. hence like, you know, you walk into a store and you see a random character holding a dreidel or you turn on your television and like you see someone playing a dreidel game or like I sob, like I sob when I was watching this movie every single time I heard the blessing, mm. you know, like that's identity and because it's more of a cultural holiday as opposed to a holy or religious holiday. Yeah. You have freedom to play yeah. with cultural traditions, with ideas. And so you can work with that. Like I, 
it's it's that's something that I've thought about when I was writing miracles like Mm -hmm. you know it's identity like the sort of like one of the things I loved about Mia Kirshner's character in in Love Lights Hanukkah ties into a thing that I do like she has like by the like someone pointed out that by the time the movie ended she had three menorahs sitting on her on her mantle yeah because there never was a question of of her like converting religiously to Judaism in the story it was all about her her understanding her cultural racial ethnic uh history which is which is I think it's like which was a great tactic to take, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. what she, what they decide in the future, what she decides in the future, that is entirely up to her. And I loved that. But like, if you think about identity and you think about all the things, like she covered the restaurant in Christmas, you know, in like, she has the Christmas music playing. She has mm-hmm. all of these menor, like she has all of these ornaments on her tree and she lovingly decorates it because it's her, tra- it's the tradition that she wraps herself in. Yeah. You know, of course it makes sense that as she explores this new sort of cultural yeah. and ethnic identity of hers, that she's going to treat it the same way and have as many things mm. as possible with that's like a good point that's very true more, like with a more religious holiday there really is no room to have that conversation in mm. like that's like point i thought of it know, that way rosh hashanah is a new year you know mm-hmm. and yom kippur you you know it's confessional you fast like there's really nothing like that you can take and make, you know, because you shouldn't make anything joyous out of that. But like, mm, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's really not, and it's not a story that I don't think should be adapted in, in that way. Whereas Hanukkah, absolutely. Like go right yeah. ahead, like find, you know, find those family traditions, create a community, like write all of those things. Yeah, that's like I hadn't thought of it quite that way. That's very, very true. And she does. She, uh, she learns. She embraces Hanukkah and she embraces Christmas in the story. And her and David get to know each other. And I thought that the two of them had really nice chemistry. And I liked the fact that he was. There was never any question of his interest in her. Like pretty much from the very beginning, he was like, mm-hmm. "I want to start dating you, and I'm interested in you," and let's make this happen. And I loved in conjunction with that, how he was very much like, this is your show. This is how mm-hmm. I feel. You right. Take it or leave it, you yeah. know, but I am not like forcing this on you. Yeah. Which I love. And like, a lot of times they kind of skip over the dating part of relationships mm-hmm. in these movies. They just immediately go from family friends or, working together or playing something and they forget like I love the whole awkwardness of like asking out on the first date and like are you gonna hold my hands I liked it when she's like a little bit nervous or whatever and he's like you could have just asked me to hold my hold your hand and that, that was so cute. so cute I was like oh my god <laughs> and I, one of the, I think that was that was during the menorah lighting scene right yeah that happened so like I have to say like one of the things I loved so much about this about this movie was the fact that they actually had the Leslie Odom Jr. 
um, and Nicolette Robinson version of Maudsor. I love mm -hmm. that. And I love the story yeah, it nice. behind it too. Like there were a bunch of different articles and I think there was tablet had one. And I think mm -hmm. um, Alma had a profile of her. Um, but basically like when Leslie Adams Jr. was recording his album, he asked his wife, recording his newest holiday album, he asked his wife, what song, like what Hanukkah song should I do? Because she's Jewish. And she said, Maud's door. And so apparently like according to um, what I read, I think Yair Rosenberg who writes for Tablet actually asked like, you know, did like how, you know, what happened? How did you prepare for this? And they apparently worked with a cantor. And I was like, this is fantastic. And like, but it's a beautiful song. It was a beautiful moment when they had mm -hmm. this. Yeah. I also liked the way that the movie kind of helped the character of Christina to realize how she was going to be able to make a merging of all of this, mm -hmm. you know, in maybe yep. even the next year, how that was all going to work. And uh, in, in this article, I think she sums it up really well. She says, because uh, she, she's about to, this person who's writing this is, is trying to figure that out in her own marriage. Uh, and she says, sure, there were menorahs, happy Hanukkah signs strewn throughout, a token uh, Kai ha Hamza displayed on a counter oh, yeah. and even a dreidel shrine of sorts. But as someone who grew up always wanting a Christmas tree and who admires wreaths and decorations and lights galore, it was a welcome element. In fact, it's one I'll adopt on my own. As this holiday season, I'll be marrying both Hanukkah and Christmas since my boyfriend celebrates the latter and it's our first together. And I thought that was so cute. The idea yeah. that that people could watch this movie and figure out, because there are so many interfaith families. Mm -hmm. And so they could figure out how we can celebrate and merge the two and celebrate uh, the, and it was interesting. I was talking to Fran Drescher uh, in amazing to get like that I can like use that sentence by the way but oh I was talking God. to Fran Drescher and I asked her what it was like to be in a Christmas movie and she's like I celebrate Christmas she's like is anything that's joyful and that's about celebrating and uh, is an excuse to to have joy with my friends and family I I don't have to be part of that religious uh you know denomination and I thought that I think that's really true and I think a lot of people are kind of seeking to as much joy as possible and so well, whether so. it's Hanukkah or Christmas so I liked that and you also get like you have scenes where uh she you have scenes where she's making him lasagna you have scenes where he's making her kugel uh, I wanted so to see the kugel scene. Like I wanted to see him make the kugel. Like he says, "Oh, I'm yeah. going to make this kugel." Like going back to the, I wanted to see the in um in the lifetime movie when we wanted to see the 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 actual sort of mac and cheese battle. Mm -hmm. Here, I wanted to see him make the kugel. Yeah, that could have been fun. That that could like that montage like would have been amazing. And I also would have wanted to know what kugel it was. Like, was it noodle kugel? Was it potato kugel? Because there are different ones. I think like, it was noodle, but I'm not sure. But yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been um, to watch. But their cute little dates. That was the highlight of this movie, in my opinion. Uh, was their dates? The outdoor menorah lighting. The oh, when oh. the the lights go out in the restaurant mm -hmm. and, and that the whole sequence. Of the light. Miracle. <laughs> yeah, that was really that good. Like, I I also loved the Christmas tree in her restaurant. That tree was big. That was huge. Well, yeah, like that was that's, huge. That's like one of the things that like 
I loved about her character is that like, and why the three menorahs later were so important mm-hmm. on the mantle. Like it was like a 12 foot tree. It was yeah, big. Like, it's huge. Like, but the thing is like to her, like that's part of her traditions and she sort of embraces them completely and sort of uses them as a way of like wrapping herself in the memories of her, of her mother. Yeah. I also liked that he was completely confident that they could make the relationship work that, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, I don't know, you travel so much or whatever. And he's like, eh, it'll be fine. Yeah. Like, and yeah. And like, he was yeah. like, all right, I'm buying a house. I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they, it was kind of nice because their relationship is kind of solved and resolved and it's not 30 seconds left in the movie. There's still more. Cause she then ends up talking to her father who we've seen earlier. Cause, uh, cause Ruth hadn't told him that he had a daughter evidently. And, uh, and so he, he tells her and so he's like, Oh, you have to come to Italy and everything. And so exciting. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then so she makes the feast of seven fishes for uh, her new family and uh, and so that was very sweet and overall the movie had a big heart to it and again was very sweet and I really liked the two of them and uh, so I think I mean I loved Double Holiday last year I thought that was so fun I loved Chris Paloha and Carly Pope's pet chemistry he was fantastic yeah like, this one i found i heard i discovered because i wanted to know yeah was written by the same person who re- who wrote holiday date oh interesting i like so, this better than holiday date like how the thing yeah no same like and the thing mm-hmm. is like the thing with holiday date and again like i feel like it did as best it could given the baggage that it had to carry right was that like it had to explain to its audience what Hanukkah was. Like that was literally the storyline of a lot of what Holiday Date was as a general rule and why a lot of the things happened the way Mm -hmm. it did. And like the fact that it was able to give us anything of a romantic relationship when like most of the movie was spent and this custom and this custom and this (laughs) custom to an audience that had clear, that had no idea, you know, like, you know like, but it didn't over it didn't overdo it though like no, the lifetime one last year i forget what it was oh called because oh, uh, i mean that one acted like nobody had ever even heard of hanukkah or a menorah or or the people that were jewish had never heard of a christmas tree yeah, that, or, like, that come was on. Larger problem like where like in both double holiday and holiday date and then this one as well like in a lot of cases with one nitpick of mine which i will uh-huh. mention two seconds the jews in this in the movies no christmas like it's not like we live under a rock yeah you know? exactly like they live under a rock it's not <laughs> like they're not part of a functional community of people, yeah you know uh who celebrate both christmas and hanukkah the one problem that i had and again uh-huh. maybe i am old i don't know and i was talking to a friend uh-huh and i said the radio stations I listened to when I grew up, as we reached the holiday season, would always play Dominic the Donkey. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah. Like we, like it was because it's a snarky, you know, it's a snarky yeah. song. Like it's yeah. a snarky, funny song. And so when he was like, I don't know what that is. Like to me, <laughs> that did not, but I was like, you know what? I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows if they still play Dominic the Donkey on the radio? I have no idea. But yeah. like, to me, that was like, but, but you also like, you really can't go like, and the thing is like, she listens to the classic, like, you know, um, Frank Sinatra and, and stuff like Bing, that. Like Bing Crosby. Yeah. Like yeah. that was like, and then I'm like, he doesn't know that. That's kind of like, like my mother was like, my mother grew up listening to all of the, those, that music, because that was the area that she grew up in. And so like, you know, that was familiar to me because of what she listened to. My dad didn't like it so much, but like. Yeah. It was kind of funny seeing him be a food critic and he, he, he had uh, described her food as uh, predictable. I think it was yeah. the word that they used yep. as a, as a were, movie were, critic that, that hit home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I would give this movie out of five crowns because I didn't like most of the adoption stuff that didn't really work for me, but pretty much everything else I liked. But I, so I think I'd give it a 3.5 uh, crowns out of five. I what would, about you? I would probably, so on its own, I would probably give it a 3.75. Mm-hmm. In context, I would give it a five. Mm, and by context, <laughs> I mean like progression. Yeah. Of like, because the thing is, like, I was thinking about this earlier and like, with Hanukkah and how it has been handled, generally speaking, yeah, it's not something you can take on its own. I don't think, at least I can't. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, like I can't take it without thinking about Hitched for the Holidays, Double Holiday and Holiday Date. Right. And sort of like, like when we have a movie in the next couple of years that is solely Hanukkah focused with like some random bits of, you know, Christmas prep. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about it separately. But for me, this is the, this yeah. is like the best next step they could have possibly taken. Yeah, I agree. And also, like I said, it's countdown to Christmas. That's mm-hmm. what this is. It's yep. a Christmas celebration i mean so i think it's appropriate to have a little bit of christmas in these movies and uh so you know that's what the that's what it's about it's not countdown to the holidays it's countdown to christmas (laughs) so this i think did a pretty good job of merging the two and really helping those of us who aren't as familiar with hanukkah get uh get familiarized with the prayer and with some other things and i i really i i for the most part i enjoyed it so that's my thoughts that's our thoughts on love lights and hanukkah we encourage homework to keep trying every year we look forward to every year i think it's to be kind of fun that hopefully every year we kind of get our hanukkah movie and we can kind of compare them to the previous ones and and all of that and i think that'll be a fun new tradition that they're doing and i like that I and I, I, have, I will also say like one of the things that I didn't think that I thought about instantly when I first saw it was that I did not expect this to happen so quickly. Mm, yeah. I expected an interfaith Easter Passover movie or like an interfaith oh. sequel to Double Holiday, Double Holiday or Holiday. 
I did yeah. not expect this. Like where like there was visibly yeah. less like, and the other thing I will say, like if you compare the Christmas scenes to the movies in the years before, there were less of them. Mm. Oh yeah. Like definitely. they decorated her tree. They did not go to get it. Right. She talked about baking Christmas things. You did not see her do it. Yeah. Like all of the baking scenes, all of the cooking scenes were Hanukkah focused, mm-hmm. right. which I liked, which, which you can tell that progression. Yeah. So I'll put a link down if you want to read this article uh, that she talks about her experiences. Maybe I'll try to get her on the podcast. It seems fun. Uh, so check a look at that. And we'll have also a link for your book. And uh, where can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff? So I am at NY Stacy on Twitter. Um, my website is stacyagdern.com. I am S Agdern on Instagram and I am Stacy A Agdern on Facebook. Great. And we'll have all that in the description section as well. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And make sure you're following the podcast, the Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. And we also have our merch store and our patron group, which are really fun. And we are so grateful. Thank you. Oh yeah. This is our official patron uh, shirt designed by artist Jessica Miller. So if you, at a certain tier, you can actually get a free shirt, this shirt. So check it out. Uh, We really try to make our Patreon worthwhile. And so all that information is in the description and we have monthly watch alongs where you get to hear from the, uh, from the writers from directors, different things. And we get to watch the movies uh, along with them. So it's, that's really fun. So lots of good stuff going on. And thank you so much, Stacey. This was so much fun. I hope this thank becomes a yearly so tradition. Rachel, I'm yeah. so excited to be, I'm so, I was so excited to be here and I cannot wait till next year. Well, happy Hanukkah thank to you, you and, and a Merry Christmas Merry as well. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Let us know your thoughts. Bye, everyone. Bye.